vision. We're going to talk about where God has taken you in your life. And I think vision is an important subject as my computer tries to connect. We believe it will, and it does. So vision is important. So this whole month, we're going to talk about vision. And like I said, I believe that what we need to do as a church is to refocus around what our vision is for our church. Because vision is essential. And, and, and what, when I say vision, when I'm talking about vision, I'm talking about having a clear picture of where you're going in your life. And as a church, we need a clear picture of where God is taking us. And everybody in their life needs a clear picture of where you're going. Because if you think about it, having a clear picture for your life is going to be the thing that helps you make decisions in your life. It's actually going to be the thing that helps drive action, drive decision-making, drive thought processes. It's having that clear picture. The Bible even talks about without a vision, the people perish. Without a vision, people run around not knowing what to do. It's a common thing that we need to have that clear picture in our life. And it actually deals with this really important question in our life of the why. Why do I exist? And today we're going to touch on, on that question that God would reignite the question of what is the why for your life? And I'm not wanting to do a motivational talk or an inspirational talk. I'm really wanting to bring the heart of God on this area of why you're on the planet. So I'm not trying to just motivate you for a moment and then the next, because we know how many people have heard those talks on YouTube or TED Talks and we get really inspired for a moment, but then when we walk away and things happen, uh, that, that motivation uh, disappears. What I'm believing God is going to do in your life is so clearly speak into your life a part of the why you exist so that it's going to be the thing that keeps you in the, in the hard times. It's going to be that stabilizing factor, that anchoring factor, that strengthening factor that you know that you have a vision from God. And I'm getting ahead of where my, uh, where my talk is going to go today. And I thought it was a funny quote. We're, we're uh, in the process of planning our, our Maggie's one-year-old party, and we're doing uh, a, a Maggie in Wonderland theme uh, with a, spin, a bit of a spin-off of Alice in Wonderland. And as we were planning that, I came across the quote um, that Alice, um, Alice says to the cat, I don't know his name, Chester Cat or whatever, there might be some big Alice in Wonderland fans here, but Alice says um, something to the effect of, which way should I go, cat? And then the cat responds, well, where are you going? And the Alice responds, I don't actually know where I'm going. And the cat says, well, it actually doesn't really matter then. Just go anyway. Having a clear picture of where you're heading informs action. And I know it's a movie and I know this and that, but it's a really good point that vision should drive action, that there's something that God wants to do in your life clarifying the why you exist. So what's the problem? Because it's not as easy as that. I wish it was that easy. Like, God, thank you. You got a vision for my life. And yeah, I'm going to live it out. And it's going to be great. I wish it was that easy. But a lot of things in life aren't easy. And usually the things that don't come easy are the things most worth pushing after and going forward. And, and I, I feel the problem, and, and there can be a breakdown of vision. 
there can be a, a fuzzying of vision, a blockage of vision. Some of us know what that's like in, in the physical as we get a little bit older, that our eyesight begins to fuzzy up a little bit. But what God's wanting to do is he's wanting to clarify. He's wanting to bring focus again. And I think this idea of vision, having a clear picture of what God wants to do in your life, because I'm talking about you. God's talking, he's, he's putting a finger and, and he's putting a moment on your life. So I really want, I want you to feel that God is speaking to you because he is. And, and, and sometimes the, it can get so fuzzy, but as we try and look forward and get a clear picture of where God wants us to do, so we're looking forward. And then I began to think about that as we try and look forward, we can't see very far. Some of us, as we're trying to look forward to our vision, we, we, what you end up actually doing is looking backwards. So you're looking forward and you might be looking into the rear vision mirror. So you're looking forward, but really your focus and your attention is on your past. And I want to just bring some clarity to that, is if your, if your ability to see what God is going to do in your future is based on what's happened in your past, that's going to be a limiting factor to your life. See, you're not limited by your past experiences. Your future is not limited by what's happened to you in the past, by what people have said about you in the past. My encouragement to you today is take your eyes off what's happened previously and cast your eyes forward. So in some, some of us, we're trying to look forward. But as we try and look forward, all we are able to do is really look down. And all we can see is what's around us. So we know we need to look forward, but the circumstances of our life are keeping our attention down. And it's keeping it locked into what we're going through, what we're facing. And, and, and the circumstances can become the thing that stops us from looking forward. And I began to think, in order for us to truly look forward and develop a clear picture for our life, we not only have to look forward, but the first place you have to look is to look up. And as you begin to look up and you see God, and you see that it's God that's got a vision for your life, He's going to help you to look forward in, Je in Jesus' name. So I'm so excited because there are moments in our life where we get to reimagine, where we get to reassess, and these moments happen Sometimes maybe it's on your birthday and you think, well, a new year, new me and the new year time. And you get this, this wave of momentum that, feels, that helps you feel like you can push forward into something. And these moments in our life come. But I want to just let you know that that moment of, of reimagining or stepping out in a new direction or having hope for your future doesn't just happen once a year at a special moment or when the, the stars align. But when you're with God, every moment is an opportunity to redefine, reassess and step out in the direction that God's calling you to step out in. See, Lamentations 3.23 says this, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So what I want you to believe, what I want you to start to see, is that it is not too late for you to step out into the destiny that God has for you. God isn't finished with you. God isn't, isn't going to leave you to the side. But it says every morning is an opportunity for God's love to just refresh us again. That His love every morning, every morning 
His mercies and His grace is new to me. So that, that's what I want you to hear, that His mercy and His grace is new to you. And for a moment, I want to challenge the thought that says you are the exception to that. But sometimes we can hear something and go, well, I'm glad that applies to other people, but for whatever reason, it doesn't apply to me. God's mercy applies to you. God's love applies to you. Nothing in your life is too far gone for God to renew and to restore. So let's go to our text for today. And I'm so excited to share. So go Matthew 1, um, verses 18. If you've got your Bibles or you've got an app on your phone, do that. Matthew 1, 18. And I want to read about God bringing the vision for Jesus into Joseph's life, his, his father, uh, Mary's fiance. Um, and I think it's an exciting look into how God brings vision into our life. Matthew 1, and we're going to read from verses 18. And it says, now this is Jesus. Now this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, being a just man, decided to break the engagement quietly so as not to disgrace her publicly. As he considered this, he fell asleep and an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid uh, to go ahead with your marriage to Mary, for the child within her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his, pe- save his people from their sins. And all of this happened to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded. He brought Mary home to be his wife. But she remained a virgin until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. What a wonderful passage of Scripture. And usually you read that around Christmas time. But as I was reading that uh, in my devotional time, God began to speak to me about how Joseph received a vision from God. And that's my first point, is that God gives vision. So when you're thinking about, Lord, what am I going to do with my life? What am I here for? What is my why? You're not alone in that task. See, the responsibility of God, the responsibility is on God's side to give vision to your life. Sometimes we think that it's our job to dream up or to think about what I want to achieve and what I want to do. But the first point I want to bring to you is that God gives a vision to your life. And God wants to do that for your life. He wants to empower you with vision. He wants to give you a clear picture of something that He wants to do in your life. Something that He wants to bring out of your life. I think it's so fantastic that Joseph got this while he was sleeping. Can you believe that? While Joseph was sleeping, God was working. And God, in a dream, spoke to Joseph about the vision for his life. And what a great vision, what a responsibility. And and my encouragement to you today is that you don't need to drum up or, or take the responsibility to say, God, I want to do this great thing. 
Because that's not your job. Your job is to hear what God is saying to you and what God wants to speak to you. I remember when I was um, 16 or 17 thinking about, Lord, what am I going to do? I wanted to go straight to Bible college. And my dad said, no, you're not going to do that. And it was wise. And you're going to go study something. So think about what you want to study. And I remember walking along. I could take you to the spot. It was outside chicken spot. I was walking to youth group. and, And I was like, thinking about it. And God said, I want you to study youth work. And so I did that. And it's just those moments of clarifying that God brings to you that can just be a spark to you. And it sets your life up for a moment. And that's what I was saying. There are moments in life that God really brings that that fresh uh, touch of vision into your life. So again, I want God to be the one today to say, hey, you are alive for a purpose. And, and you, you don't have to make it up. God is going to give it to you. It's like, and we can see it. Sometimes you can get an indication of what God is wanting to achieve and do through your life, through the things that you're good at, the things that you love to do, the things that people, these are just some indications as you're looking out for what, what is my purpose? Somebody tell me, why am I here? And there are some some. some breadcrumbs along. We've got a mouse in our house and we are trying to capture him and we're leaving traps, but he's smarter than all of us. But he follows the crumbs of whatever food. But as you're following the crumbs of what God is doing in your life, some of these crumbs can be, what are you good at? Because your strengths are not just your strengths. They're the things and the gifts that God's given you to do. They are things that God has empowered you to do. He's gifted you. We are made by God. We are made for God. What are the things that really get you passionate? What are the things that really irk you a little bit? Maybe they get you a little bit uncomfortable. They get you a little bit hot and bothered, whether it's when you see some, somebody treating somebody wrong or it's, it's some injustice or it might be something or what gets you really excited. These are some of the things that you can use to, to, to see maybe what God is wanting to say to you. But the point is, is that you were born with a vision from God. The Bible talks about every day of your life being written out in his book before one of them came to be. So God is wanting to clarify that to you. The next point, apart from God giving you the vision for your life, is that the vision that God has for your life is bigger than you think. It's more than just about you. Because sometimes when we think, God, would you, would you help me to figure out what I'm here to do and we think about the house that we want to live in and the car that we want to drive or, and it's, it's focused towards maybe what's happening in my world. But I believe that when God brings vision into your life, it's for more than just for you. There's something of greatness and something of purpose that God places on your life to make a difference in this world. And have a look at the, the vision that God gave Joseph. Joseph needed to be in that place to say, yeah, God, I can see that you want to bring Jesus into the world and I'm going, to, I'm going to be a part of that. Joseph's vision in his life was so much bigger than just his life. It was, it was so fantastic. And, and so my question is, what is that picture that God is wanting to speak to you? He wants you to lift your eyes, lift your expectations. And I began to think, is, imagine, if Joseph, imagine if Joseph couldn't get that picture. And he couldn't see that, that thing. And that dream that he gave, and he wasn't able to hold it. There was more writing on Joseph's life than just Joseph. 
Joseph needed to receive that, that vision from God. And it was him receiving that vision from God that enabled Jesus to be born and, and Jesus to come and be the saviour of the world. Because you could imagine Joseph, if, he could have said, oh, well, Mary's obviously cheated on me. Uh, see you later, Mary. Uh, you got to go. And I'm sure Mary's life was actually in danger at that moment because of the way the law was and all of that. What I began to think about that is that we can, in our life, we can receive the vision from God and let it flourish and accept it by faith and, and run with it. Or the th- actions in our life, we can actually stop that thing. We can stop that thing. And, and, and what we'll see there is that the stop of the blessing that would come. Imagine if Joseph couldn't accept that. He got caught up on the on the awkwardness or on, he got mad at Mary and he was, couldn't trust what God would say and couldn't believe that God wanted to do something. Imagine the, the blessing that would have been stopped at that moment. Imagine the blessing that might get stopped in your life if you're, if, if you're not in that place to say, God, you want to do something bigger than me. God wants to do something bigger than just you in your life. Are you with me today? I hope I'm making some strand of sense. So God's life for us And God's plan for us is so big. And I began to think, this this was a hard moment for Joseph. I could imagine Joseph feeling a bit disrupted. He had plans, but let's put ourselves in Joseph's sandals for a moment. He was got his life together. He's got his plan for his life. And he's met the girl of his dreams and he's, got her a wedding ring, whatever they did in those times, and they've got their new donkey and they're riding on that. And, and life is full of, the, you know, the hope. Joseph's like, yeah, we're going to start a family. It's going to be exciting. And, and he has all these dreams. And then all of a sudden, he, has this, he finds out that his, his fiancée is pregnant. And you'd imagine like, that's just like a major disruption to his plans at that moment. It's like, he, at that moment, I could imagine him feeling like, actually, the dream I had for my life is over. The plan I had for my life is now finished. I have to divorce her quietly. I have to move on. And my hope for my life is gone. It's disrupted. It's maybe died. But I began to think about that. And it's quite, it's quite relevant right now because we're in a season of disruption, We're in a season where things aren't quite the way we would think they would be or we think they should be. But my encouragement to you is that God can work in disruption. God can work in things in your life that you don't think make any sense, things that you hadn't planned for. Maybe in your life, there are some things that have died, some things that you have let go of in the vision for your life and the hope for your life. And you think because of circumstance A and B, there is now no, no hope for my future. I'm, I've let go of the idea of a dream for my life. But I want you to get the feeling again that God wants to work in your story. It's actually the disruption and the moments in our life that we think are rubbish. God is actually using that as an ingredient to form something in your life. He's forming your picture, your, your, the clear picture. He's clarifying with you the thing that he, and oh, I just get such a strong sense is that God actually takes the junk in our life and uses it to clarify the purpose for your life. 
So whatever circumstance you're facing, it might have been something that happened to you as a young girl or a young guy. And you think, man, God couldn't do anything with that. He actually can turn it around for good. God is like using those experiences, those moments as the ingredients to form something beautiful in your life. One of my all-time favorite scriptures is in Ephesians. It says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ to do amazing things. And I'm paraphrasing, which He prepared in advance for us to do. Can you believe that? That we are God's artistry and, and the ingredients He uses are all the things that happen into our life and He can take it and make it beautiful. There's such amazing power in God to restore. So don't feel like for a second that your life is over. Don't feel for a second that God is done with you yet. He is just getting started. God's pouring vision into your life that's bigger than you, that's more than just about you. And you don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. Baby, you are born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. No, no, no. Maybe she was born with it. I don't know. I've got that saying completely wrong. Maybe it may <laughs> You're born with it. You're born with it. But the fun thing with God is that it's a process of uncovering. It's a process of working with God, working for God. And it's like, I always think like this, God, you could have just done this. Without Joseph, you could have just magicked it up or whatever. But God chooses to work with us. He chooses to work with people like you and me who have fears and have anxieties and have things that are going on in our life. Imperfect people that God wants to bring his perfect plan through. He wants to bring his supernatural plan through. So God can work with the broken. He loves it. He's going to restore it. It's going to be better than you. He wants to work with you. He wants to do something great in your life. I want you to begin to feel that faith rise up again. Begin to feel that hope rise up again in your life. So God has a plan for us. He has a big plan, a big vision. He had a big plan and a big vision for Joseph. But my next point is that a big vision from God requires a big capacity to hold it. In order to carry the thing that God has called you to carry, He's wanting to develop some inner strength so that you can carry it. And as we look into the life of Joseph, verses 24 in chapter 1 is such a powerful look into his character. Even verse 18, verse 19 is a look into Joseph's character because in his mind, his wife, his fiance had just cheated on him. His hopes for his life were over. He had to find a new direction. And, and his decision in verses 19, Joseph, her fiancé, being a just man, decided to break the engagement quietly so as not to disgrace her publicly. That might seem like a small thing, but I believe it's a big thing. Because what Joseph is displaying there in that moment is character and capacity to behave in a way that is, he felt is the right thing to do. He would have, might have been justified to behave all sorts of different ways, like get the whole people to come look how bad my fiancé is and all that, but he decided to act justly. Can you imagine that? His behaviour and his character were integral parts for what God wanted to give to Joseph to carry because it was a big vision. And in verse 24, it says, When Joseph woke up, 
He did what the angel of the Lord commanded. That is a big capacity to carry a big vision right there. And that's easier said than done. I'm not sure if I would have reacted in the same way. I think I would have. I love you. Think I would have. But we all know sometimes that our our character and what we do is, is, is it needs to be developed. And that's what I'm saying is that God is wanting to develop your capacity to carry the vision that he has for your life. He wants to develop strength in you where you had no strength before. He wants to develop uh, compassion in you, maybe where compassion has been dwindled before. There are areas in your life that God is wanting to develop. There are areas in your life that need to develop. And guess what? It's going to be painful. (laughs) Guess what? It's going to feel awkward when you have to confront some of these behaviours, some of these thought patterns, some of these situations in your life. But guess what is the best thing you could do? That is the best thing you could do is start to deal, God, I want to carry your vision. So would you give me the capacity and the character and the strength to carry that vision? God wants to do that in your life. So a question for you is what are those areas that God is wanting to increase capacity in? What are those areas that God is highlighting that he wants to develop? What are some of those habits in our life that should be yesterday's habits but not going forward? What are some of those thought patterns that should be left in our yesterday season and allow God to move us into a new direction, into a new season? Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 9. This will be where we end for the day. 1 Corinthians 9. And then as, as we close, I'm just going to get us all to just get in a posture to receive from God a vision and, and, and get, a, get an impartation from God. So 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verses 23 says this. It says, remember that in a race. Sorry, verses 24 I'll read from. Remember that in a race... Everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. You also must run in such a way that you will win. All athletes practice strict self-control. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So in verse 26, it says, So I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. I'm not like a boxer who misses his punches, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. What a powerful scripture. And as we clarify what the win is in our life, what is the thing that God is calling us to do? I love what Paul says. He said, we're not competing to win some prize that just dissipates after you've won it and, and, it's, a, and it's just a gold medal. Imagine the best medal you could win, an Olympic gold medal. That medal has nothing in comparison to the prize that God has called you forward in your life to achieve eternal purposes and eternal glory. God's calling you to do something because he's, he's got a race for you to run. He's got something for you to do. And I hope by now, because I've said it a thousand times, you realise that it is a big vision and that it's more than just about you. 
that God wants to do something in your life to bless others, to, to, to impact others. So we receive it from God. God is the one that gives vision. But He also wants us to develop the capacity to carry the vision. He wants us to develop that capacity. I remember uh, many times as a, as a young youth pastor wanting to make my mark for God and, 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 and do something for Him. The, the moments where, and this is where character develops, where nobody sees. Those moments where you, you're the first one to get there and you're the last one to leave and, and how you react to a text message that you get. There are moments in your life that God is going to use to, to establish character and capacity. So how do we develop it? Paul talks about being disciplined, being focused. So as you think about what areas of my capacity does God want to build, it's, it's time for you to make a plan and to just get started. Just step out in the direction that God wants to head you out on. You don't have to have all the answers for how you're going to get there. Just start. Amen. Just start. Just, and, and as you step, God is going to direct your steps and He's going to empower you. I believe for some of us, it's just the habit of getting in a daily habit of reading God's Word and allowing God to speak to you. For me, that has been one of the most helpful things over these last couple of weeks, re-establishing the habit of reading. I'm doing Nikki Gumbel's Read the Bible in a Year. If, if you're looking for something, do it. It's amazing. They do. It's so fantastic. Get an app. But do something is what I'm saying. Don't do nothing. Allow God to develop the capacity required in you to be the person that He needs you to be. And, and Paul, you can play some music. And, and let's just close our eyes. And In fact, let's stand up all together. And I want you, you and God to just have some moments right now of revisioning, re-clarifying the vision in your life. God is wanting to just reestablish in your life the why. And for some of us, there is going to be a renewing of lost dreams, lost hope. God is going to breathe again. So let's just receive. God, we just receive our vision. We receive, Lord, a clear picture. God, would you send clear pictures into every heart of why they exist. God, we know and we believe that You have called us to live our life for eternal impact. That's the thing, eternal impact. And just like a stone makes ripples in the water, so your life is destined to make a ripple in eternity in Jesus' Name. You are born for eternity in Jesus' Name. You are born for impact in Jesus' Name. And God says, don't despise the day of small things. Don't despise what others would look at and despise. But what I'm doing in your life is of great value. It's of great significance and it's of great purpose. So Lord, we receive again today that picture from You for our life. Lord, in every area, 